welcome, resonate family, and any other friends tuning in. We are glad to have you here. We are starting off the new year by rediscovering and deepening our prayer life through studying the Lord's Prayer in Luke 11. How can we have a life connected to God in such a distracting world? This is the question we hope to answer in this series, and we pray this series sparks a renewed hunger for God and urges us all deeper into a praying life. For those of you guys who are newer to our church, you may not know this, but this is a new church. Uh, We're only about two or so years old, and so uh, many of us moved from all across the state to move here and begin a new church here, and so... It's hard. It's hard work to leave friends you know, friends you had in previous places and move to a new place. But for many of us, we had to leave uh, what was comfortable and friendships and move to a new place and begin new friendships. So that was hard for, for Jess and I personally, but also it was almost harder was watching our, our kids um, starting over again with making new friendships. So they're here now um, making new friends. So the first year we were here, you know, how do you explain to a three-year-old or a five-year-old what we're doing. Why, why are we leaving our home and our house and our friends? Like, oh, it's complicated. It's actually, it's simple. Like, it's, we're starting a new church for people who don't know Jesus that well. But, um, but it's hard to explain to a five-year-old why leaving his friend is a good thing, right? And so the first year we were here, the first, uh, the, the, after being here for a year, um, that summer, the second summer we were here, uh, Jess began to um, pray Specifically, that God would bring us a a friend, a, like a neighbor friend on our block, like a friend you could walk across the street to and play with, so our kids could have friends that we could just like walk, walk to and hang out. Not even that they were Christians, but that God would bring us just a easy, fun friend on our block. So she shared this prayer request, like she shared it with Huddy, our son Hudson. And told him, hey, I'm praying this, this prayer. Would you pray this with me? That God would answer this prayer for us. So we had just moved to a new house, the house we're in now, in a new neighborhood. So we began praying that prayer. And uh, about two weeks later, uh, a family moved into a new house on the block. And so we kind of creep in, kind of wondering who they are. And so we, we go out and meet them. And it turns out they have kids our kids' age. Um, they're Christians. They're from South Africa, and they actually were involved in church planting as well. So we're like, okay, God, uh, not only did you bring us a family with kids, are, here, here they are. Um, so this is a picture that they took, I want to say, like, one, one of the first times ever hanging out. So I get this picture from Jess. I'm like, this, this is just a crushing me in my, like, this is melting my heart, this photo, right? Seeing our kids eat some snacks with some new besties. And so since then... These friends have gone on to become like amazing uh, friends to us. So we spend holidays, birthdays, Saturdays, uh, any day of the week. You know, we we spend time together. So it's been an amazing blessing to our to our family, having not only friends to, to Jess and I, but also to our kids as well. Across the street, they have a trampoline. They're always out over there. You can hear them or see them jumping on the trampoline. Um, they have a slip and slide in the summertime. So it's just been a, an amazing uh, gift, but also an answered prayer from God. And it was almost like when, this, when God answered this prayer, Jess's prayer, he was saying, just ask me next time. I love, I love to give my, my children good gifts. Just ask me. And how many times do we fail to ask God for something as simple, maybe, or not as simple, as a friendship? God's like, I'm, I'm, I would love to answer the, the requests and the, and the prayers that you have if you just simply ask me for it. 
So today we're going to go through, uh, again, our, our prayer series, walking through uh, a, a simple prayer framework. Uh, the last few weeks we've been going through uh, just a pray, pray acronym, using the word pray as an acronym to say, here's, here's kind of a very simple, very, very simple framework to, to walk through. How do I develop, how do, where, where do I start in developing a praying life? How do I get up in the morning and I open the Bible? What do I do first? Okay, we talked about, okay, pause. So we all need to take time out of our busy day, busy schedule to just simply make space. So again, it's Seattle, it's UW, it's, it is a busy, busy life and time, right? So, but all of us, are, are we need to carve out time in our lives to get with God, to pause, to listen to what His Word is saying to us. So as we get with His Word, um, we begin to see His Word. Last week, Mike talked about how to respond to God. As we look at God, we see God, we see God's Word. Um, God's Word begins to impact us and transform us. We, we begin to respond with confession. We respond with, I'm not worthy, God is worthy. Um, but we respond out of God's holiness and hallowed be your name. Um, we now kind of move into uh, a process or a next step of, of asking. So t- today we're talking about this this asking prayer. And the question I think that many of us come into today with when it comes to asking prayer is, if God already knows us, already knows our needs, why do we need to ask Him for it? If God knows what I need, why doesn't He just bring it to me already? Why does, he have, why does it make me wait or ask for that thing? So we're going to get into that question today and hopefully answer it or process it today through a parable in Luke chapter 11. So Luke 11, you can turn there in your Bibles or your phones. It'll be on the screen here behind me as well. Um, here's, this is, uh, so the Lord's Prayer is the most famous kind of prayer in the Bible. It's found both in Matthew 5 and in Luke 11. So um, it's a little bit different in Luke. Luke 11, he, Jesus adds a, a kind of a story or parable on the back of it. So we're going to read this together. And dig into it. So here's what it says, Luke 11, verse 1. One day, Jesus was praying in a certain place. And when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John John the Baptist taught his disciples. He said to them, okay, when you pray, say this, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us today, uh, give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us. And lead us not into temptation. Then Jesus said to them, Suppose you have a friend, and you go to him at midnight, and you say, Hey friend, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine on a journey has come to me, and I have no food to offer him. And suppose the one inside answers, Don't bother me. (laughs) This is his friend coming to visit him, but he still says, Hey, don't bother me. The door is locked. My kids are in bed with me. I can't get up and give you anything. Jesus says, I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. This is a hilarious story, right? And we'll get into this in a second. But he says, so I say to you, in the same vein, in the same way, he says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks the door will be opened. Verse 11, which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will you give him a snake instead? Or if a son asks you for an egg, will you give him a scorpion? He's like, 
if you as an evil or earthly father know how to give your kids good gifts, how much more so will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Now, again, an amazing story, hilarious story to me, how Jesus compares a friend asking his friend in, at midnight for some bread, and he's so annoyed, not because he's a friend, because he's so annoyed, he gives him some bread, and Jesus says, yeah, like that. That's how you should pray. You should annoy God. You should ask God like this parable. So here's the big idea today. In this story and this idea of asking prayer is that if God calls us his children, we should act like it. God, all throughout Scripture, calls us His children, and so we should act like His children. Now, when I say that, don't think temper tantrums. Uh, don't think uh, selfish entitlements. Don't think, like, all about me. But think shameless, audacious asking. Children are shameless. They are audacious in their asking. Just hang out with my kids for two seconds. You'll see how shameless they are in their asking. So, I kid you not, almost every night for dinner, Huddy like crushes his food in like a minute and a half. Before I even sit down, he's like, hey, can I have some dessert? I'm like, dude, I haven't sat down yet. I haven't had my first bite of food. And you're already asking for what's, for what's for dessert. And so he's like, what about it? Tell me what's for dessert. And like this absolutely audacious in his asking. I'm like, I'm not even mad. I'm just impressed you can eat your food that fast. Like go ahead and go crush some cake. Some, I don't know, go get some dessert. I don't care. His shameless audacity, I'm like, dude, I respect it, man. Go, go get your dessert, man. Uh, Val is, um, our daughter, is relentless in her asking for a snack. Like, if you babysit her, hang out, you'll, you'll see, like, she is just relentless, shameless. Like, yesterday, she's like, hey, Dad, can I have a fruit snack? No. How about now? No? Okay, how about now? Like, she'll ask me 14, 14 times in a row. I'm like, no, 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 no. Okay, fine, you can have it. Like at some point, she wears me down. I'm like, yes, it's no big deal. Have a fruit snack. I don't even care. I could say no 14 times, not 15 times. I cannot continue to uphold my nose. So eventually, I gave in, and she's just relentless. So Jesus, again, is, is like, hey, as you see children being shameless and audacious in their asking, he's saying, do that in your prayer. Model that in your prayer life. He, he actually encourages and teaches us to ask God like this. So oftentimes, we have been taught the opposite. We've been taught that God respects honorable, selfless prayer, and He does. God wants you to come to Him with your, not like really needy needs, only like big needs. God wants you to have this posture that is not too grabby in prayer. And Jesus is saying, not really. He's, he's helping us see and encouraging a picture of prayer in that, again, this 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 parable, you see, not that out of friendship or relationship did this neighbor give his friend bread. It was out of just sheer annoyance and being bothered to the point of saying, "Get out, just go away. I'm trying to sleep. Don't wake my kids up, right? So in this parable, is Jesus trying to say, when we pray, God's annoyed at us, that when we pray, we wake him up from sleep? Not so much, right? I think what he's trying to say in this parable is not that God hates to be bothered. It's the opposite. He's saying God wants to be bothered. He wants us to come to Him. He's constructing the idea that God loves it when we come to Him and bother Him with our prayer life, with our request to Him. He says, Ask, it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened 
to you. For everyone who asks, the one, the one who seeks, fi- everyone who asks receives. Whoever seeks finds, and whoever knocks, the door will be opened. And he says, if if even earthly fathers know how to do this for their kids, when their kids come to them and ask for a fruit snack, they give them a fruit snack, not a snake. Right? He's like, so when you pray, God's not going to give you something you don't need. Sometimes. The request is not always best for them, right, for, for my kids. But in the same way, God knows what we most need and loves to answer our prayers. So again, the question, why ask if God already knows what we need, comes up, right? If God knows what we need, why do we need to ask Him for those needs? Um, I thought about the illustration of, like, if you came to my house and uh, you, I saw you walk up my porch up the steps, but you stood at the porch at the door and didn't knock and you just kind of waited there for a second. Uh, I could see you, but I'm like, is he like waiting for something? Is he going to prepare a speech to get, you know, before he opens the door? Is he like messing with the keys in his pocket or on the phone? I'm going to wait for you to knock on the door, right? I'm not going to open the door just yet in case you need some time to like process or prepare something to say to me. So I'm going to wait until you knock on the door, right? It'd be weird if you walked up to my porch and stood there for a minute and hope that I would somehow know what you wanted without me knocking, without knocking on the door, right? So it's a silly illustration, but like knocking on the door is what signals the door to be opened. It, it shows that you want to come in. It shows that you want me to open the door, right? So in the same way, I think God's like waiting for us to simply knock on the door, not to simply just come up to him into his presence, but to say, hey, come one step further and ask for that thing. I think that asking Although God knows our need, He still wants us to articulate that need to Him. So there's a story in Mark chapter 10. Jesus meets a guy named Bartimaeus who is blind. And he, he, everyone knows, he's, it's very clear he's blind, right? And Jesus knows he's blind. Everyone knows he's blind. And yet, when Jesus meets him, He says, Hey, what do you want me to do for you? He's like, it's pretty obvious. Can't see. I'd love to be able to see. Could you heal my sight? And so in the asking, Jesus says, Hey, he, request, he honors the request and heals this man's sight. So why does he still ask him to heal him when he knows he's blind? There's something in the asking. God wants us to articulate our need to him. There's a purpose in that. A belief. This signals to us we actually believe we are that needy child. And we don't want to go anywhere else to receive that provision other than God himself. So we ask him. We knock on the door and ask him to open it. So I want to walk through uh, two types of asking prayer. Um, they are petition and intercession. You might have heard these words before in church, fancy big words, but I'll, I'll kind of break them down in a simple way. Petition is just simply a formal request or appeal to a superior. So this is just simply asking God for our own needs, petitioning God for him to meet our needs. So give us, give me this day my daily bread. God, would you provide for my needs. Intercession is this idea of intervening on behalf of somebody else or something else, right? So would you, this is when you begin to pray for um, your friends or pray for your family, pray for your church, pray for your city. You're interceding on behalf of somebody else. So petition is asking for our own needs. Intercession is asking for the needs of somebody else. So, but they both involve an, a coming to God and asking Him, knocking on the door, of heaven, saying, God, would you, there's a need here. Would you meet this need, provide for this need in my life or in our 
life. So we intercede for those around us. The Holy Spirit intercedes for us. Um, this idea of closing the gap between a need and fulfillment or provision is a, the idea of asking prayer. So here's the, if we, sometimes I think about like, we come to church and we sing and we preach the Bible and we do all this stuff, but like, if we aren't careful, we, we can almost miss the fact that we believe in a God, right? You with, like we, like as Christians, we believe in a God of the universe who spoke the world into motion. He upholds the world with his very word. We pray to him, we sing to him, and we believe in theory that we can pray to him, not just some like force or some like vibe out in the universe. It's a, it's a knowable God who hears us, knows us by name, and hears our prayers and actually responds to our prayers. That prayer can actually change reality. Is the belief, is, is the Christian belief that as you pray for things, God changes, He responds to it and changes reality. It could be a spiritual reality, opening someone's eyes to see this, like Jesus for the first time. It could be uh, changing something emotionally or physically, healing to someone physically. It could be changing a financial reality. As we pray, God responds to our requests and can, it can change reality. And sometimes I think we don't quite fully believe that. We're like, oh yeah, I've, I've heard about a prayer request being answered, but it was kind of like a coincidence maybe. And, and sometimes our, our belief, our conviction around prayer, answered prayer, can grow dim or dull. We don't actually believe God hears us, knows us, and desires to answer our prayer. But I hope that you see in this parable today, Jesus, the truth, is the, the, the promises of his word are that God loves you, he hears you, and wants to respond to the prayers that you have. And so we're to come to him to ask. His word promises to deliver. As we seek, we'll find, knock on the door, he'll open it, and change reality. Even if we've had a hard time with that recently, if you've not really had a, a prayer request answered for a while, you might begin to doubting, is this even real and true? I, I see the parable, I hear the word, but I'm not sure I quite believe that in my personal life. But for me, it was, it was just helpful to remember the promises of Jesus are what's true. And my own experience may, may, may vary, may differ, but coming back to his word and promises is what I most need to be reminded of. So I hope that's true for you as well today. I want to get into uh, some practical ways we can begin to pray and ask um, God this morning. So first thing um, is to pray specifically. Pray specifically. Ask specifically. In this parable, um, the man, uh, the neighbor who comes to his friend makes a very specific ask. He's like, hey, I need three loaves of bread. Do you have it? Right? Now imagine if he came to his neighbor and banged on the door at midnight He's like, hey, hey, I need a favor. The guy's like, no, go away. Come back tomorrow. I don't need, I'm not going to give you any favors tonight. He's like, no, 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 I need some food. What kind of food do you need? Uh, some bread. How much bread do you need? Uh, three loaves of bread. Okay, cool. Like the, all the, 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 the vague question was like, I'm, you're, get to the point, all right? There, there's, a, there's a point by which the vagueness warranted a vague answer, right? Sometimes a vague question gets a vague answer. How many times have you had someone ask you, hey, how was your, your weekend? Oh, it was cool. How was your summer break? Oh, it was great. Yeah. How you doing, man? Oh, all right. Vague, vague questions get vague answers, right? If you ask a specific question or have a specific ask, 
that generally gets a, a more specific response in return, right? So I think sometimes when it comes to prayer, the problem with vague prayer is that it's hard to know if or when God ever answers it. If it's too vague, too broad, too unspecific, um, we don't quite know. It's hard to measure, hard to track. Did God answer that prayer? I don't really know. I don't really know. Sometimes, again, instead of praying, God, give me more patience today. It's hard to know how he answers that prayer, right? But what if you were to go one step further and say, God, would you give me patience today with Jimmy? Hate that guy. He's so annoying to me. Uh, he's in my lab class or at work. He's in the office. Would you give me patience today when Jimmy goes off about his fantasy football team today? I don't care about his team. Would you give me patience to like listen and ask him a personal question? And hopefully it turns into something more than, than just that, right? That day when Jimmy comes to you going off about his team, you can see when God brings that opportunity to your life and you actually are patient in that moment and you ask a question and it goes, gets into a cool conversation, like you can see, okay, that was a specific thing I prayed for. God made that happen. And I saw that change a reality. If you simply just pray vaguely, it's hard to know if and when God answers our prayer. Many of us never know if God hears us or answers our prayers simply because we don't pray specific enough. So one hack here I would suggest is if you would keep a prayer journal. So a prayer journal, I think, is one way by which writing things down will force you not only to get more specific, get out of your brain, but into, onto paper. It gets a specific thing on paper, but it also helps you record stuff. So you can write down a prayer request when you pray that. Um, Devin was telling us about this this morning. He's got a prayer journal where he records the day that he prays something, and then the day that God answers that prayer. That's very specific, right? Sometimes, again, if you're only praying in your head quietly, not out loud to yourself or writing things down, it's hard to know. Did I pray that? You forget things, right? Writing stuff down records it. You can celebrate when God answers that prayer. So pray specifically when you ask. Uh, Secondly, pray persistently. Pray consistently and persistently. This parable shows us the persistence of the neighbor, right? Knocking on the door, not going away. There's a parable here about being persistent in our prayer. Now, sometimes prayer is answered quickly, um, like Jess's prayer for a friend uh, on our block. That prayer was answered within you know, a matter of a couple of weeks. Um, and not, not all prayers are answered, right? That's the, that's the mystery of prayer. Sometimes prayer can feel arbitrary. How does God choose why and when to answer certain prayers? We don't always know that. But again, sometimes the the requests we have aren't what's best for us. So again, when my kid asked me, hey, can I have candy for breakfast? I'm like, no, dude, what are you talking about? That would be an an unloving request to fulfill you, right? It's not what's best for you. But many of their requests, it's my joy to fulfill. It's my joy to help you, right? God loves to help us to answer our prayers as well. So some prayers are answered quickly. Some prayers are just a no. Some prayers, I would say sometimes some prayer is only answered through persistence. Some prayer God is waiting for us to be persistent over a long haul. To say, is this really a request you have? Is this simply a a fluke? Is this simply a whim? Or is this really a true desire of your heart? And some of those prayers take persistence, knocking on the door of heaven, banging, asking for bread, day after day 
after day, right? And many of us have a hard time with that kind of prayer. We love uh, more specific prayer. Persistent prayer is so hard because we're not persistent in anything, let alone like prayer, right? So New Year's you know, resolutions, getting in the gym, like we're just very imperse- is that even a word? Impersistent? Not a word, right? Impersistent. No. Okay. We give up easily. All right. How about that? Um, so uh, the idea that, that Jesus tells a parable that some prayer requires persistence, bothering God with our prayer over time. Uh, another way to think about this idea of persistent prayer is like stacking dominoes. So um, if you guys ever played dominoes, obviously, you know, it's kind of the, the, the picture where you stack up this whole line and, and one domino can, can cause the entire stack to fall down, right? So the idea is that every day, every, every week, every month, every year, we're stacking. So whatever needs we have, desires we have, we're stacking dominoes every day. Here I am again, Lord, one more domino. I'm asking for this healing. I'm asking for this change, asking for this request. Here I am again, Lord, stacking dominoes day after day, right? sometimes weeks and months, and sometimes we give up. But if we're persistent, one day it clicks and God begins to cause the whole stack to come crashing down. And it wasn't because that day you prayed the prayer correctly. It's that you persisted in prayer and did not give up, and God decided to honor that prayer in your persistence. When I was uh, 21 years old, I began going to Resonate Church in Pullman for the first time. Um, not a church person, not trying to pursue God at all, um, and running from God for about 10 years of my life at that point in time, and uh, drinking, partying, um, depressed, angry. The, the life I'd built for myself, I'd pursued my own life, my own way, and it led to even more darkness, right? So I was at a, at a, at a point in my life where I was like desperate to know, is there, is there a God? If there is, I wish He was here right now in my life, right? And so I had a few friends who went to Resonate in Pullman, invite me to a village. And I was like, no, I'm cool, man. I don't really do Bible study. I don't really do church. But there's free food. All right, I'll be there. I'll be there. All right. So I show up to village and uh, meet some cool people. But like it didn't quite click with me yet. But over the course of my last semester in school, and some of y'all have heard this story before, but um, God began to slowly kind of win, win me over. And so at one point, I remember sitting in church one night. And they announced this trip to Tijuana, Mexico over spring break. And I remember going back home that night for the first time, praying for the first time in over 10 years. And I was like, hey, God, you out there? You, you, still, like, you still know me, see me? Because I'm like, not, I wouldn't blame you if you didn't know me anymore. It was kind of the raw, honest prayer I had. So I'm praying, God, would you, I don't know what this is about, but I feel, feel like I should go on this trip to Tijuana as just kind of like a, give back. I've been, give, I've been taking, I want to give back. Not really a very spiritual prayer or a desire, just like, hey, I want to go on this trip, but I can't afford it. Take it or leave it was kind of my, my prayer to him that night. And so um, a couple of days goes by and um, I get an envelope in the mail from my grandma. And inside is a check written to me for the exact amount of money the trip to Tijuana cost. I was like, this is a little freaky. Okay, I didn't tell anybody about this. I didn't tell grandma. I didn't call mom or grandma and tell her about this trip. So I'm like, this is a little weird. So I actually called grandma. I was like, yo, grandma, what's this money for? This is random, out of nowhere, right? And she's like, I woke up in the middle of the night a couple of nights ago, and I felt like God was telling me, you need some money. Do you need the money? 
I'm like, what just happened? <laughs> like what, seriously, what just happened? So on the phone with grandma, I think is when the dominoes began to fall in my life. I realized in that moment, God is real, apparently. Prayer works, I guess. Like, I need to go on this trip to Tijuana, I think. So I said, yeah, I think I need the money. So I, I give the money to the church. We drive to Tijuana. It's like 20 hours to get there. It was terrible, right? But I came home from that trip wrecked, different, transformed. And I realized, man, all the years of grandma praying for me as I was doing my own, as mom prayed for me, mom and dad, grandma and grandpa prayed, they stacked up some dominoes. Hundreds, I would say, dominoes of prayer. God banging on the door saying, God, would you, would you save this dude? Would you open his eyes? Would you cause him to understand your love for him? And all I did was add one single domino to the stack. One prayer was all it took. And God began to ignite something in my life that changed me forever. I would not be here today without grandma and that check, without that specific ask and that specific answer to prayer. God is real. Don't you forget that, right? Prayer works. Don't forget that, right? We, we need to ask God, come to Him, and bring our request to Him. He loves to answer our prayers. So we have to pray, um, pray specifically, pray persistently, and lastly, to pray God's promises. This one helps, I think, us hold intention uh, being children and not always knowing what we most want or need, but praying God's promises guarantees we're praying the right thing, right? So John 14, 14, Jesus says, you may ask anything in my name and I will do it. You're like, cool, can I have a Tesla tomorrow? Like, what's the deal? Can I ask anything in your name? I'll just say in Jesus' name and that's, it's done? Not exactly, right? There's, there's a process by which we should understand this. So praying in the name of Jesus is to pray in line with His character, His purpose, His promises, right? So it's the surest way to ask and be heard. The surest way to ask and get an answer, right? So for me, I think about going through, as you read the Bible, and you see any I will statements from God, or I am statements from God. That's a promise, right? So all throughout the Bible, as you are reading it, look for His promises and begin to pray those promises into your own life. So if God promises to feed, this is Matthew, later on in Matthew 5 or 6, if God promises to feed the sparrows and clothe the lilies of the field, how much more so will He take care of you? He sees your needs and will provide for your needs. So don't worry. So as you're worrying about money, as you're worrying about your body and your clothes and your, your provision, pray and remind yourself, remind God who He is. You promise to take care of the birds. How much more so will you take care of me? So take care of me. I have a very specific ask to make, God. So pray and, and bring your request to Him in that trusting promise. If God promises to never leave us or forsake us, when we feel lonely, we should come to Him and bring our loneliness to Him and say, you promised to never leave us or forsake us, so would you draw near and meet the request and the need I have to be comforted. If God promises to give us rest when we are burdened and weary, then we should come to Him and ask Him to give us rest and peace in specific ways. We need that, right? God loves our asking. The question is, are we willing to ask Him? Are we afraid that we might get a no? 
Are we afraid of persisting for years? Sometimes I think so, right? But the promise is that God hears us, invites us to knock and to ask and to seek. So today I want to end by just allowing us some time to pair up with someone around you and to share something, a specific need or request you have for God, and then pray for each other in that that request, all right? So find someone near you and to, to share a specific, not a vague prayer request, a specific request and ask you have on God, and then share that to each other, and then pray for each other in that, all right? God, today, um, all across the room, we have brought requests to you. We've asked you. We've bothered you with our prayers. And God, we pray that we know and trust that you hear us. God, we, we pray that you would answer these prayers. God, there are, there are things in this room that are painful. There are things in this room that we are praying for that we've been waiting for already for years. We've already been persisting for years in. And we ask, God, that you would bring breakthrough this week, even, in these things. You would bring deliverance, you bring answers, you bring clarity, you bring provision to our needs and our asks, God. I pray for this week, God, that there would be a specific moment that we experience your love. Would your gospel love speak to us in a specific way this week, God? Whether it's in a a morning prayer time, on a walk to class, or drive to work, I pray your love, may your spirit bring a specific moment of love. We feel that and sense that and know that this week, Lord. Um, God, I pray you give us patience and endurance to continue to persist in prayer. How easy it is to give up, to stop, to to throw our hands up and say, God must not be listening to me. Um, God, give us the, the patience to continue day after day, knocking on the door, saying, here I am again, Lord. Here I am again. I'm not going away. I pray you give us that, that courage to keep showing up and that you would deliver us from uh, from fear, from doubts, um, and provide for our needs, God. We praise all in Christ's name. Amen.